Blog Talk Radio. Services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please take the time to, to acknowledge them. 
These are very, very tough times. In the last year, we've lost 1,770 police officers uh, in the line of duty. Uh, tonight's program is dedicated to uh, Chief uh, John Newhouse, uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, the Sheriff John Newhouse, uh, Newcastle, uh, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, and to the family of, uh, of uh, Corey Moyer, who was buried today. Uh, Deputy Moyer was, was killed in the line of uh, duty um, four hours after he, had, uh, he and his, wife, his, his uh, fiance had picked up the final trappings for today's wedding. Um, so to the family, uh, we, we sent out the greatest uh, appreciation we could ever send and our greatest sympathies. You guys, it's been a been a terrific week. Uh, Bob, you had some really good fights. Uh, you want to start with uh, Alexander Vasquez Bonesky? Uh, UFC uh, <clears throat> two sixty six uh, main card uh, was was amazingly packed. Uh, the the main event was Alexander Volkovsky against Brian Ortega. Now. Uh, that turned out we thought Ortega came out uh, on fire. He, he's a beast. He's known to knock people out in these flashy sessions. But Alexander Volkov uh, proved why he's the uh, uh, title holder and uh, dominated at the end. Ended up getting the decision Ortega by going all five rounds. Man, a fantastic fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, they, he came out uh, punching in, in, from the very first uh, first sound of the bell. I mean, he was he was at there right right out in the center and one right after uh, uh, Ortega. Uh, yeah, the 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 whole now that actual fight I had to leave and go to work before I got to see that one. But I saw every other mm-hmm. fight on the main car, and uh, it was the whole card was a slugfest. It was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Main event, you know, Valentina uh, Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. Uh, amazing. Uh, so just again, I think it's your sixth title defense. Uh, just dominated Lauren Murphy. Murphy's got the only, you know, chance of, 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 of even, you know, coming close to Shevchenko. You know, we were talking keeping back time and stuff. We were talking to you know, good fighters, mm-hmm. great fighters. Well, great fighters. There's just too much distance between her and the second ranked person in her division. So, her uh, 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 opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fighting, still fighting at 154, right? Yeah, you know, and so, but yeah, she, you know, uh, fighting recently, you know what I mean, like also on the card was Jessica Andrade, you know what I mean, who mm-hmm. uh, they fought together on 261. And the thing is with these mm-hmm. girls, they're, they're like anybody, they're going after the GOAT, and for the change in the division and uh, trying to go up and do that kind of stuff. Now, Andrade, she completely uh, dominated her fight, um, you know, against uh, But, you know, when she tried to go up weight to fight Shabanko, Shabanko just, you know, checked her and threw her down, threw her back down to her weight mm-hmm. division. So, you know, but again, dominant force of her own weight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was they, that, uh, like you said, that card was uh, pretty well stacked. Do you have anything else on that one? Oh yeah. So again, uh, 
Now to the leave out the heavyweights, uh, Curtis Blades versus Rosen uh, Stroop. Uh, that was a slug fast going uh, all three rounds to decision. Now, again, I would have liked to see more action from them. They're both, you know, you know, uh, playing that, oh, I respect you guys' power. As a heavy, you pay to see the knockout, go in there and get knocked out. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, out of all that action on, on uh, UFC 266, uh, this, this still the main draw was the third fight of the night, Nick Diaz versus Rockwell. He goes along with Diaz's turn six years later. He was still Rogan. Diaz has put a bit better. Took the fight on six weeks' notice. Could have been after all that ring rust. Uh, we were talking last week. Uh, you know, for me, after six years, he had that ring rust. He defeated Roller. He had 15 years ago or some crazy. These guys have been around for a while. Uh, Lawler came mm-hmm. in with his amazing game. They stood in there three rounds uh, and just, you know, banged it out the whole time. Just a total club stuff. He has an orthodox style coming around the, you know, uh, Flipping, weaving, uh, unorthodox punching. Uh, he just didn't land as many uh, good shots as Lawler. And Lawler was just, you know, chin down, slugging it out. So, um, mm-hmm. phenomenal fight. The whole card was well worth it. Yeah. What do you think, uh, uh, get, to get moved from uh, UFC uh, 266, what about uh, Bellator 266? We had Davis versus Romero. What'd you think of that one? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see that one. I was too uh, this this new night gig really playing on a whole lot of schedule. Here we go. Uh, we were talking offline, uh, Mr. T, Mr. Park, um, Oscar De La Hoya has called out fully Merriweather for a purse of $100 million. What's your thoughts? He called out Mayweather. Other than Bob getting in there for that much money, we we could be his, his cornerman yeah. and help keep Oh, my God. I'll be first in line for that one. I'll be a ringer <laughs> on that card. <laughs> yeah. Waterboy, where are you? <laughs> So a million dollars. Yeah. No, a hundred million. To fight Mayweather, a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. to yeah. fight Mayweather uh, versus De La Hoya. Mm-hmm. Well, the question is: is it, is it going to be a real thing, or is it going to be another one of these Jake Paul type things? Uh, oh. you know, ex- well, I mean that sincerely. I mean, like an expedition type thing, or if they're really going to go at it, and if they're really going to go at it. The next question would be, for me, did Mayweather really fight that fight with Jake Paul, or was that a money thing? Because that would mm-hmm. be whether I would base on his chances against De La Hoya and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. it's, there would be a lot of questions, if, you know, on that one for for me. I, I mean, if I, if it was just the two of them, based on what I've seen and everything's been reality, uh, it's. I'm not a De La Hoya fan, but I think I would probably lean in this corner. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Bob, you, you were talking earlier about uh, um, uh, Jessica Andrade and uh, Cynthia Cavallaro. Uh, where does this leave Cynthia? Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Where does this leave uh, Jessica uh, Andrade? Where does she go from here? Well, okay. Well, I'm gonna back up uh, real quick. So, and as far as Tony's concerned, I, I'm surprised you asked that question whether that was a real thing between Mayweather and and Paul. You know, I mean, that is definitely a fake. You know what I mean? There's no that that Jake Paul had no chance against Mayweather. But then, and again, I'm gonna side with you on that and and take uh, Dale Hoyo over. Mayweather, not so much that I like the Alahora, I just I want to see Mayweather lose. And anybody's going to do anything for $100 million. Like, come on, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's island money. You're like, oh, I'm about yeah. buy an island. You, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not going to spend $100 million. Um, but then jumping forward to uh, Andrade, you know, we, we just talked about her a couple weeks ago where she uh, made some extra cash on uh, – uh, only fans by posting new. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, so, you know, she, she, she's doing well. She's at the top of her division. Um, pardon. Um, only behind Shevanko, uh, 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 really. You, you know, so mm-hmm. uh, there's really, there's no whole lot to do i mean she was jumping around to different divisions so again that could be the crossover these girls once they get to the top of that division they're looking for those money fights what i'd really like mm-hmm. to see any one of these girls probably amanda nunes just to make sure it's done but you know uh beat up jake paul i think they could do it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, was, there was something there was something came out on on the, one of the rags today i think the ring, ring magazine where she actually said that she would uh, fight him. Heck yeah, these girls are vicious, and I mean, like I've trained with yeah. a lot of tough women, and I'm, you know, I'm all behind, you know, uh, you know, empowering women, and, and like I had an undefeated female fight team, you know, they were all amateurs, but all my girls were badasses, you know what I mean? And and, and again, they're in their mm-hmm. training against these guys, you know, Nunez is in at her gym, you know, surrounded by some of the top athletes and stuff, and she's getting thrown down by these guys, so you know. These women are tough, you know, and Shevanko, you see the mm-hmm. strength on these people. So, so yeah, there's a lot of, you know, uh, not saying me, I'm, an, I'm, I'm a retired heavyweight. I know, you know, again, but, but these women are out, out, they could beat up half the men out there. You, you know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. there's, and uh, a lot of, a lot of dudes don't give them any credit. Um, and like we, we had it all the time, you know, jocks from high school, uh, football or, you know, college come in or, you know, guys that lift weights are in good shape and, and the women are just, you know, sweeping them and rolling them and arm barring them real fast or ch- choking them out. They're like, what? They're like, there's so uh, you know, they, they have excuses. No, these women are that tough. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. undue respect for all these, these tough girls that, that push themselves through this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Tony, um, there was a fight that was supposed to go off tonight, Eubank versus uh, uh, uh but they called it off because of uh, testing. Do you, do you have any idea on why? Testing? Yeah. The, what, bad beef again? They, they said they failed the failed medical test. 
it must be a COVID thing, or or no, maybe I don't know. Maybe they they do have stipulations. That Bob would probably be able to answer just, that better. I way. just pulled it up here. It says the fight is off. My opponent failed the medical exam. Uh, I'm now boxed later in the month. Apologies to everyone who bought tickets. And nobody will be more disappointed than me. Uh, also, I guess the uh, what's the name must have a have a foreign substance. Let's put this positive. Well, how often do they do actual testing up before a fight, medical tests? Uh, three times. And, and do they usually do, I mean, is that common standard? Oh, two mm-hmm. days before? And he made some kind of heart murmur or something that came up? Or, or it could be, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, um, illegal substance. Oh, what's the name of that one? Oh, yeah. Hmm. The, the bad chicken, the bad beef. Yeah, my, my wife was even a ringside doctor. She did that. You know, I mean, you can fail a, a pre-fight exam just for having a high blood pressure. You know, if you're not, if you're not now, you know what I mean, or if you've got uh, a, like very, very common uh, way to fail the pre-fight exam is have any kind of open wound on your face. You, you, you. Like I was cutting mm-hmm. weight once, you know, trying to get down. You know, and, and again, these, you know, people got to realize fires would be cutting. You know, and in a heavyweight, I'm cutting 15, 20 pounds in a in a in a week or whatever. Uh, but I'm so lightheaded getting into the hot tub, I I slip and fall and mm-hmm. kind of whack the bar in my head and had a small cut and almost had the fight canceled. You know, so you can fight. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. several things. Uh, uh, people don't understand. You got to go through this, you know, six, eight, ten week fight training camp and still come out at the end healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Bobby went back and found it. It's, it's uh, Clarissa Shields is challenging Jake Paul uh, for a fight. Oh. Okay. Heck yeah! Any of these girls, man, I'd like to see it. I just got up to my computer. I got the fights on right now. They're early tonight, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, okay, let's go to the next one here. Uh, all right, Tony, uh, the WBC says it's going to strip uh, Ryan Garcia and Joe Diaz of their titles unless they uh, fight uh, Haney. Um what, what's your thoughts on that one? I think the rules are the rules. So it's time for Haney to get his chance at one of them. So, tell you what, it's going to be some good fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to, seem to, everybody seems to want to uh, skip, a, uh, skip a fight lately. And, uh, I guess that's why uh, they're coming out saying, uh, you know, excuse me, that... Uh, they're going to strip them from now on. Um, well, I think if I remember reading correctly, I think it was Garcia that was trying to avoid fighting someone. I don't know if it was Haney or there was someone else I thought that uh, was in the picture that he was trying to throw off to the side. I think it was going to be someone with a little bit tougher for him to fight. But, I mean, mm-hmm. he's a good fighter. Both of them are him and JoJo and Haney. Mm-hmm. May the best man win. Yeah. All right, what do you think of the uh, Crawford-Porter fight coming up? You know, I I love 
both those guys, and I really honestly was not a Porter fan up until maybe a year ago when I really paid attention to him. Well, probably more so when he got on TV and listened to him. And just, there's just a, a lot for me to to take in when I watch these guys, not just the fighting. And I really have a lot of respect for him. But you know, Bud Crawford too is just he's Bud, he's a badass, and that's going to be one hell of a fight. Mm-hmm. I don't know which way I would. Mm-hmm. I it's hard. That's a flip of the coin, up in you know in my book. But I I'm going to lean to Sean Porter on that one. I think after watching mm-hmm. him this past year, the boy's on fire. I just think he's mm-hmm. really got it, and I I think he'll be able to pull it off. It may not be a yeah, knockout. This, this is something. This is something that uh, he's wanted for a long time. I, I had a chance to uh, see uh, Porter and. Uh, uh, keep them um, working out together up here in, in uh, St. Pete, and uh, they they both have fast hands. They're very fast. Um, they're both powerful for their weight class, uh, and I think uh, I would go. I would be with you. I would go on the Porter side. Yeah, they're both fantastic, and, it, and again, it could go either way. I, I don't think it would be a knockout. I think it'd be just a big. Yeah, ten round slugfest, but I think Porter would pull it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bob, what do you think of Hannah Rankin uh, versus uh, Marie Lindbergh at one fifty four? Uh, say that again. I'll give you a different. I'll give you a different one. This is easier. Real quick, Frank. Let me jump back to Jessica Andrade. You know, I found that I was looking her up. We were yeah. talking. So okay. yeah, so she's talking. Going to jump back uh, to 115 pounds and uh, go against the winner. You know, after her loss against uh, Chavanko. So she's going to go back to 115. Uh, she wants the winner of Rose uh, Namunene versus Zhang Li. Now again, that'll be a phenomenal fight. Phenomenal matchup. Uh, Nama Nunes keeps jumping around weight classes because she wants to be the champion, and that's what she's saying. She's good at 115, mm-hmm. 125, 135, uh, but she's going to try to go back down to 115 and try to manhandle, mm-hmm. you know, Rose. But and, and I, and, you know, and then she also says that you know the rematch between those two, uh, Rose probably won't do as well as she did the first time, but uh, but. Uh, uh, it will probably end up being victorious. So she's looking to try to do that matchup. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I guess I would throw her out, you know, some more amount of respect because, again, she's trying to be champion. And the fact that, you know, it, it's tough enough for, you know, I was talking earlier about as a heavyweight, you know, dropping 15, 20 pounds and stuff. But as a, as mm-hmm. a lightweight, well, that's pretty difficult, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, they, they uh, yeah, she, 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 you know, genetically dispositioned to carry more fat. So, though I'm the one that actually does, so. <laughs> I'm going to win. Yeah, I got distracted in the UFC. I just hope to got another guy in the eye, and while the ref was giving him his timeout to rest, the other guy was on the other side of the ring, you know, taunting, trying to be tough, and I just, I mm-hmm. thought that was very disrespectful and, and, and shit. So, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me ask you. Uh, I'm going to give you another one. Uh, uh, UFC uh, Vegas uh, 38 tonight. Uh, 
let's see. Um, what do you think of Santos versus Walker? Uh, tonight. So, Thiago Santos versus Johnny Walker. Um, one, I mm-hmm. just want to give out a shout to Johnny Walker. I would have loved to grow up with that. Man. You know, here, here comes Johnny Walker. You know, I was out with Johnny <laughs> Walker. So, uh, that that right there was fantastic. But Thiago Santos, man, that, that should be a really good fight. And he's he's a he's a tough dude. So uh, not knowing enough about Johnny Walker and other than his cool name, I'm gonna give it to Thiago Santos. Uh, just because of, uh, as a light type of so That Johnny Walker red, Johnny Walker black, which that's you know I, I, I think it's Johnny Walker white, uh, but white. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, no slouch, two hundred five pound, uh, uh, six foot, or six, gosh, six and a half foot, uh, yeah, eighteen and five records. So this guy is coming in tough. 82 inch reach, so he's got the reach over Thiago Santos, but I think Santos might have the ground game. I just don't know enough about Johnny Walker. We're going to find out tonight. Yep. The middleweight fight, the co for that one tonight is Kevin Holland versus Kyle Dukakis. Now, that one will be good. Holland's been around for a while, uh, but Dukakis is doing well on his, his uh, up and coming, so um, again, and then going down even further to the welterweight, which is one fight away, uh, Alex Oliveira versus Nico Price. Now, Nico Price, I'm going to go with Nico on that one, although Oliveira is, is looking really good. So the next three will be interested. I haven't been impressed. I've only caught the last couple, and I'm really not impressed with this guy. Who is he? Is Chris, Christoph Jocto or Jocato? He, he ended up winning after the eye poke. I don't like this kid already. And he's dancing the ring. He's doing he's doing break dancing. I don't. I really don't like him because I can't do that. <laughs> you ever notice how we don't like people for things because they can do things that we can't? It's more jealousy. There's no real hate. We're just all jealous and insecure. It's ridiculous. Well, I've got MC Hammer on speed dial. I'll try to help you out with that one. <laughs> yeah, you don't see boxers spinning around, do you, too often? Spinning around and doing the helicopter break dancing after a win? More of a UFC Not thing. Often. Yeah. Yeah. You know, however, in the UFC, no one yet has wore a costume to the ring heavy enough to ruin their fight. So, there is that. That's what he's wearing tonight? No, I, I was making a comment. Again, was it Wilder? Somebody wore a wore an outfit and said it was too heavy. Uh, so, that, that you know, impedes the fact that he couldn't fight well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that was that last Wilder fight with that whatever that was he wore out there. Yeah. Spe- speaking of that, I believe that's next weekend. Uh, three, I believe. 
Yeah, coming up the third one. So that should be uh that should be interesting. Have you uh have you been keeping up on him with like uh, Instagram or watching anything on on him at all? Because I tell you what, I mean he looks fantastic. Yeah, he's always looked Push good. So I mean that. Yeah, I mean so so I mean looks it doesn't matter. I mean look at you know in UFC version would be like Yo Romero and all these guys that are just they look like Greek gods, but still they're not you know uh, holding the championships anymore. Uh, but yeah, I mean Wilder, you know, has always been chiseled and looked you know looked really good. That doesn't mean he's going to beat him. Yeah, just he's been doing some different work and tactics, and I think he's he's looking pretty sharp. I hope. So. Hey guys, we're uh, you know we're joined by our first guest tonight, um, a guy who's uh, I I watched uh, for years uh, when I lived in Philly. A guy who's been very good to our, our team. Um, actually, uh, sat with I sat and talked with the guys at uh, the last at the Lee Chorus Center. Uh, back at the state, last uh, Stevie Cunningham fight, uh, Bernard Hopkins. Bernard, how are you tonight? Hey, good, good. Speaking of Steve, I just had a word with Steve about three days ago because yeah, he's gonna be embarrassed oh, because he left his foam at the airport and last time he was in Texas, and uh, he just got back like three months, two months ago. So if he hears this, he's gonna be calling me up. So yeah, Steve is going good though. But had to be on the phone with y'all guys. Great, great. He, uh, he's listening. He's listening. He'll be making that call, sir. Yeah, yeah. Stevie's a uh, uh, is a uh, one of our favorite flyers. Uh, we yeah, man. usually try to talk to him at least uh, once a month or so. Um, and yeah, it sounds like his uh, his nephew is his ne- is that his nephew's fighting tonight? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, you had a 55-8-2 record, and uh, one of the persons that uh, couldn't be with us tonight uh, uh, said that uh, you still can't beat him. Now, does that, make, <laughs> is that this words? Does those words ring a bell? Said that I still can't beat him. Yeah. Well, I've been hearing bells uh, for 30 uh, years. But... <laughs> I'll give you a hint. His first name is Lance. His first name is Lance? Lance yeah. Lance? Dennis, Lance Panarella. <laughs> What's his last name? Panarella. Nah. Dr. Dr. Panarella. Nah, that, that definitely don't ring a bell. <laughs> and, and I heard some bells ring. That must have been early on That must have been like early exhibition Or, or early <laughs> opponent And I even know my first opponent uh, That I lost a decision to Named Clinton Mitchell So if he ain't the first mm-hmm. that I remember And that was in 1988 Up mm-hmm. to now then he might be. He, I hope he ain't bet nobody over there. He might have got shot. He might have got. <laughs> yes. It, no, but seriously, it, it, I, 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 I can't recall that. Yeah, no, he. You never did fight. He was just kidding you. It's uh, Lance Panarella, the dentist. Oh yeah. Well, it might not be a hundred percent kidding because you do got those video games. 
<laughs> he might have played me on EA Sports. I'm telling y'all, he, he, he got those video games. Yes, I know he's a grown man, but he got about a whole. He got a he got a state of the art system probably in his basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He played me on TV. Yeah. He played me on a video game. He just <laughs> forgot it wasn't real, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Uh, for many years, uh, Chris, his dad, uh, was our partner here on the on the show. Um, Chris and I grew up together uh, back in uh, Chester, and uh, he was a he was not only a, a tremendous well tremendous boxer, he was a tremendous uh, dentist uh, and just a tremendous person. Uh, and we can't say enough about him. And I know we were trying to get you on when uh, we were doing the tribute to. Uh, to Chris, but uh, you were on your way to Japan because you have so many uh, different business uh, angles you have. Um, yeah, and, and you know, you know, you know, too is 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 a unique thing. I mean, think about it. You, you you box, you get your teeth knocked out and fixed at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. He he do the dentist, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He fix you up after he beats and knocks the teeth out. <laughs> that, that's Crazy. a good combination. I mean, come on, guys. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not. I'm not that corny. I ain't that much of a corny jokester. <laughs> but listen, just think about what you said. When you add dentistry, when you add dentistry to anything to deal with boxing, I mean, who wouldn't fight you because they know they're going to get fixed up, especially if it's better than what they mm-hmm. looked like before. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the wrong yeah, line of work. Yeah, yeah. One a, of the, a, couple uh, of my opponents, a, a, a couple of my opponents could have used him. <laughs> yeah. And listen, I'm, I'm, I know y'all history, guys. I know y'all history. All right, now listen to this. I, I returned back from New York yesterday, and mm-hmm. I was in New York for a special reason. Uh, and also a historic, um, to me, is always going to be sad. Uh, 9-11 9-11 mm-hmm. uh, My fight was scheduled 2001 um, September 15th um, We know what happened I was in mm-hmm. New York with my whole team The whole camp, the Don King camp My opponent camp, which is Felix Trinidad And, and, and I say opponent now because It's long past 20 years um, And, mm-hmm. and but I was the opponent with the belts and been champion at the middleweight division for so long. He was moving up. He was a bigger name. Yes, I agree. And he was a bigger puncher. Uh, 35 and 0 with 25, maybe 24 knockouts. Um, and eight, nine years younger. Hold up. Eight, nine years younger. I'm 35. He in his late 20. So I was down there filming. Um, not only the history of my 20th anniversary on the same historic tragedy that happened in New York on, in 01, and mm-hmm. we were the first mm-hmm. major, major, major event that was put on in New York, of all places, New York, and at Madison Square Garden. And then, of course, you know, the Yankees that year, they, that season. So the Yankees then was really the second. But I, I told you all that because – we talk about boxing, we talk about history, and yes, I'm part of that, and I'm part of that moment, that 20-year anniversary, and my podcast, not my podcast, excuse me, my documentary, 
my documentary has been put together, uh, started in 2019, in the middle of 2019, and I ain't got to tell you the following year what happened, uh, but we've been back on the move for the last, uh, I think, four months, um, mm-hmm. picking up the pieces from where we stopped. I'm looking to have it, um, I'm looking to first be back on the show and, and, and speak about it even more once it's, once it's half completed or near completed. But um, mm-hmm. we should be we should be completed by I'll say this time next year because I want to do it right. I want it to be thorough, mm-hmm. and it's over fifteen chapters, fifteen mm-hmm. chapters, fifteen episodes, fifteen mm-hmm. moments where you can see that my life was here, there, here, there, and I turned it around and never, mm-hmm. never looked back again. And like I told the warden, mm-hmm. y'all heard me say this, so y'all heard. Y'all heard some radio interview or something that was said. When the warden mm-hmm. said, the warden, the warden, you'll be back in six months. Every time I face adversity, and mm-hmm. it don't necessarily have to be boxing. I'm talking about life. I'm talking about uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, business relationships, relationship, whatever, from soup to nuts. Mm-hmm. I always hear the warden. I always say the word, and, I, and I'm not saying hearing in my head, hearing in my ear. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about I use right. it for motivation. I use it for mm-hmm. never give up. If if I ever had a chance to throw the towel in, there was moments mm-hmm. in my life early on where that could have been and that would have been done. Mm-hmm. With no question. Before I became Bernard Hopkins, the boxer. Before I became Bernard Hopkins, the legend. Before I became Bernard Hopkins, the successful uh, uh, entrepreneur or, 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 or middleweight legend of Philadelphia, of all the middleweights we have here, Benny Briscoe, Georgie Denton, Cyclone Hart, I mean, Willie the Worm, uh, Boogaloo Watts. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I come behind a tradition, a legacy of Philadelphia back as far as the 40s, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to be mm-hmm. in the house, the house of Hall of Famers. Right. I mean, you know, got got a little emotional, but I ain't got no tears yet. Yeah, sure. One nice thing that uh, I've read in the last uh, week and a half, two weeks, first I I read uh, an article on you uh, by uh, uh, my good friend uh, Bernard Fernandez, uh, and you're in his new book. And uh, he he speaks uh, a lot about you, about uh, the type of person person you are and the, and the fights that you've gone through and then last week uh, we were talking I was talking to Russell Peltz because uh, his belt book came out we had him on so that he could announce that the book was coming out and uh, you're in the in that book also and in, in, in a very good light so uh, uh, to me that means that uh, hey, the people hey can um, I tell you about Russell <laughs> hey Bernard you just an ordinary fighter Kid, I seen fighters come all the time. You, Brian, you just, you just, and me and Russell talks about it. You gotta ask him this. You can't think, you can't make this up. Russell Peltz, me and Russell talks more than you think. And Russell uh-huh. Peltz said to me, "Quote, quote." That's just why I'm glad you, y- y'all taped y'all show because you can always go back. Russell Peltz mm-hmm. said to me, "Quote." He said, "Bernard." I got many rights. Damn. 
it hurts that I got one wrong. Russell mm-hmm. Tucker mm-hmm. was the first pirate fight uh, promoter, excuse me. When I, I think I was 0-1, Owen, Owen uh, then I became 1-1. One one. But Russell Peltz passed up on me when the management team called a rising boxer. You've probably seen it in his book. Of course, you've seen the Butch Lewis stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Russell Peltz passed up on me. And he said to that management group, it's called a rising boxing, like a rising with the A, mm-hmm. a rising boxing. They had a company, four mm-hmm. guys. And Russell told those guys, quote, You're just an ordinary fighter. <laughs> and, but, but no, no, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. When I said that to you, and me and Russell are fine today. We good. We was good then, but I always seen him uh-huh. and I wanted to prove him. And every fighter mm-hmm. that I fought that Russell promoted is mad at him today. Every fighter that I fought that was Russell Pelt, knowing mm-hmm. that story that I just told you, they don't like Russell Pelt now because they took a beating in that race. Mm-hmm. But Russell, yeah. Russell had a chance to be my first promoter. Ask me, seriously. Mm-hmm. But he helped me out a lot. He gave me some great advice. Like I said, we're friends mm-hmm. today. And, you know, we see each other mm-hmm. in Florida because he goes to Florida all the time just as well as I do. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, let me know when you're back down in Florida because that's where I'm at. I was in Antonio's, and, is, and uh, we'll take you out for and dinner. Where you at? Where, where you at in Florida? I'm over in, in uh, uh, just south of Tampa at uh, in a place called Parish. Oh, you, you fucked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I stayed at West Palm Beach. Right, right. I, guess, I know where, that's where Russell stays. Yep, uh, West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Tony, I know you had a, you've been waiting for for weeks to, to ask these questions. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Alien is my one of my favorites. Man, I thank you for coming on tonight. Wanted to ask you in your career, who has have you fought where you've been hit at some point where you said, oh, "This is the guy with the hands of steel," that not necessarily beat you or anything else, but got your attention right away where you knew that this is this guy could really do some damage uh, and and woke you up, got your attention. That that's my first question for you. Okay, I can tell you that Roy Jones Jr. In 1983, in 1983, he had an awesome hook. That Roy, that Roy Jones Jr. and I said it, and I'm, I can say it fluently, like I said it to many people. That Roy Jones in 1993, when we was both number one, number two contenders, fighting for the vacant IBF title at the RFK, RFK Stadium, RFK Stadium under the Riddick Bow and Jesse Ferguson Heavyweight Championship. And when Roy Jones hit me with that sweeping left hook that he, like I said, he leaps, he don't set up, he don't, he's not unorthodox with it, he's way past that back then. And I knew I couldn't get a hit like that again. And and it took, it, it made me a little gun shy, maybe a little bit of second guessing myself, through the, really through the whole fight. But that lesson, my record reflects it. Took ten mm-hmm. years for me to lose the decision 
after dominating for 10 years, and eventually I did get the middleweight championship that we fought for and uh, and held it for 20 defenses, but that was the IBF title, and then it got down to Sprut in 01. But I know I asked your mm-hmm. question longer than what you expect, but Roy Jones Jr. in 1993, that Roy Jones Jr., that civil medalist, was no joke. And he got my attention. I knew I couldn't get hit with punches like that often. Mm-hmm. So when you fought Sergey, I know there was a little bit of a slip there, you know, with that whole thing that happened at the end. But would you say that he hit comparable to Roy Jones or not as bad? Me, I mean, he's got that reputation. But let me tell you what Sergey, the crusher. Let me tell you what Sergey punches is like compared to Roy's. I mean, yeah, Roy's. Sergey punch you. You you see it, you feel it. It's like a hammer. It's like a hammer. It's like a thump. I've never been hit by George Foreman, but I know if any of those heavyweights that fought Big George would tell you, it ain't a it ain't a damn. Where the hell that come from? It's more mm-hmm. of a bong. It's more of a bong, but it's powerful. But Roy is mm-hmm. quick and sneaky, but powerful. It's like mm-hmm. compared to boom. You you understand? Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. he punches hard, but he's he, he's a he's a more methodical, very methodical. But you know if you get hit, you're in trouble. But Roy, you got speed mm-hmm. and power. Mm-hmm. is more mechanical. Mm-hmm. But could still hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we had talked. Go ahead, Tony. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Go ahead. I didn't get the question. I was just one, one more thing. You got any predictions for Fury uh, uh, Wilder 3? Do you think, you think uh, Deontay's going to be able to pull it off this time and put the gypsy on the floor? I, I like I like Wilder because of the do or die um, and the adjustments and also the decorated used to be one of the top amateurs um, and did pretty good in pros as his trainer now, knowing that he had a lot of Celestia old head trainers training him, and now he's become in Wilder's corner. But Wilder got a fight. The trainer can't fight for him physically. You can give him the message and you got to be able to carry out the message. But let me tell you, I pick Gypsy. I picked the Gypsy man. I picked him the first fight. The second mm-hmm. fight, I didn't pick nobody because I said this fight is kind of shaky because both guys to me looked like they was on vacation. And I knew, when I mean vacation, I'm talking about Forrest. Well, Wild, Wilder's always got a rock-hard body, got a – you know, the physique of a fighter, uh, uh, an athlete. And, and, and we know with, with, with I call, I'm going to say the gypsy all the time, because I, I think that, that fits his whole character. and Fits him well. In the ring just as well, because the gypsy come up and gyp, gyp the whole and, and trump the whole card. So my mm-hmm. thing is with him is I believe he's never, he, he's not going to get any better on what he done to win and be successful with Wilder. So what is the change that he's going to do? Fury, right? Mm-hmm. 
Where's the chance? Mm-hmm. What Tyson Fury going to do different than he didn't do when he won the fight uh, that, that that he accomplished? So my thing is, mm-hmm. Wilder has everything to lose. That's a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. If he keeps his emotions, y'all gotta listen to this because we're gonna do this again once once this day comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm, I'm look, I'm, I'll be the first one to say I was dead wrong. Wilder has so much to lose, talked so much trash leading up to next, you know, couple of weeks, weeks or two. Mm-hmm. He must deliver. His career, and I've said this before, Wilder's career is in his hands or Tyson Fury's hands. Which one do he want? Period. The, the room got quiet mm-hmm. over at ESPN two days ago, and I said, I said, listen, I'm dead serious. Y'all want my prediction? This ESPN. I said, listen, y'all want my prediction? I'm going to give you my prediction. This fight is so important for Wilder that mm-hmm. he's saying a lot of things. If you go in there emotional, he's going to get the same thing done to him. Mm-hmm. That's how Tyson Fury manipulated him once he got off that canvas and showed that that big right hand didn't work in this particular fight with me. That's mm-hmm. a mental letdown already. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute. 99% of everything, especially sports, is mental. Mm-hmm. How you think Brady is continuing to do what he got to do because he's smart and he's finesse mm-hmm. and he keeps his body right and toned just enough, but he's still 40-plus. You know, now mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. skills, craftiness, slickness, Know the game, all that comes into effect. That's in front of the game more than you being in shape or not. Mm-hmm. And so I look at the same thing with this particular match coming up. It is a little tricky if you're looking at it from the emotional point. Wilder's talking. He's going to kill a man. He's going to do this. That's the emotion. If Wilder goes mm-hmm. in there emotion to the point where overrides, all that he's been working differently to win this fight differently than he lost it, he must come in an emotionless. I say it again. He must come in that ring emotionless, and then he must stick to the plan. Fury's going to stick his tongue at him. He's going to do all the things that Gypsy can do because that's how Gypsy's been winning, and his talent fits his Mm-hmm. We're talking about a guy named Tyson Fury that doesn't have one six-pack on his stomach who learned and comfortable in his own skin but can fight his ass off. That's the problem mm-hmm. that the heavyweights of this time, of 2021, they have a problem with a guy that's six, eight, six, seven, something like that, can fight. Very unorthodox. Very unorthodox. Does everything wrong. Does mm-hmm. everything wrong. He just doesn't look like the typical or the casual or even what people expect to jab, the right hand, the left hook, the, the, the basics and then the talent. So that would make him dangerous to any heavyweight for, I'll say, a few years. And that goes for Joshua. Mm-hmm. We've seen what happened last week. We've seen what happened last week. 
You can't go in there, man, unestimate nobody. And unestimating somebody is not just that. Being being too emotion where you're dealing with a guy like Tyson Fury who's going to do everything he can to get under your skin. He's going to clown you. He's going to talk to the crowd. He's going to grab you, jump into a clinch. He might – listen, here's a man that, that, that beat Wilder and told the whole world, I'm going to lick his blood. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. I want to lick his blood. Do, do y'all remember that? Yes. Yeah. Do you yes. remember he was watching it. This one I'm trying to tell y'all. Man, listen, 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 listen. When a man has you beaten down and he's holding, you're in the clinch and you got blood. And you're a beaten man. You're a beaten soul. Look at the fight. Look at it again. And he looks at Wilder, and he's holding him and hugging him and talking about it. He and stuck his tongue out like he was licking his blood. That went vile. That went across the world. Hmm. He humiliated. He humiliated. He humiliated. Yes. He humiliated him. Bernard, what's your thoughts on the uh, Canelo Alvarez uh, plant fight? Canelo Alvarez. Um, if Canelo Alvarez, just say you Canelo Alvarez, and you say mm-hmm. Bernard, you coming to my fight? This, this is free. This say you Canelo. This say Bernardo, you coming to my fight? That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to say that. Oh, uh, Bernardo, you coming to my this fight? This how I feel about this fight coming up that you asked me. I'm asking you to ask me like you're Canelo. Bernardo, are you coming to my fight? Bernardo, are you coming to my fight? Yeah, should I leave my car on or should I turn it off? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to violate my car. Listen, listen, y'all. Y'all been to the stadium, especially in Philly. Listen, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get, go park my car in Valet and get a ticket. Get a hot dog, go down there for the fight, and 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 the fight's over with. So my thing is, should I leave my car running or should I cut it off? What round you take them out of? Can't even get a damn hot dog in a fight. That's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to waste time, y'all. Canelo. I, 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 first of all, good to hear from you, Canelo. Should I keep my car on? <laughs> Or should I, should I violate parking? <laughs> that, that's how oh, I feel about shit. this fight, sir. Sir, that's how I feel about that fight. It's what Canelo wants to do. It's what, it's what Canelo wants to do. I think I'm going to leave my car running. Uh, he's in the room everything. to ask if Plant has a chance at this point. So. Amen. Oh, good. Leave your car running, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Don't oh, spend that $50 funny. in the casino and leave your car in Valley Park. And then you got to tip the damn guy. That's $70. <laughs> right. Oh, damn. What do you get inside? He's knocked out. So it'll be over. 
soon as you get inside, as soon as you're walking down with your, your wiener, you got your wiener, your, 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 pop, your popcorn is spilling on people while you go down to the beaches because you ain't got front row. And now you're sitting there mad, you got busted on your shirt, you're looking like a slob, and you're just mad because the fight's over. They already made dressing room when you sat down. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Well, Bernard, I, I, I really, I've been waiting for this uh, this interview for a long time, and I, I really, really enjoy it. Uh, I, again, I thank you for uh, sitting with uh, Zito and, and uh, Ty up at the the of Chorus Center, because they're two of my best guys out there. Uh, um, but uh, we'd love to have you back on uh, anytime you, you feel it. And uh, we, we appreciate your time. Longer, though, man. We gotta be, I was just getting warmed up. Okay, oh, so we're going to another hour. Time, you did a half hour this it's time. We'll an get you 45 minutes. It's a half hour. Well, Dad, mm-hmm. listen, y'all said hi, and I did all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> y'all going to give me at least two hours, man. It will take me at least an hour to get my whistle wet. Okay. <sighs> we'll just extend it next time. Next time we'll, we'll do a two-hour program. Yeah, man, y'all, live, y'all must be tired. Y'all ain't going to bed. <laughs> y'all past 50 years old Y'all think I'm trying to be slick with me It's only 8.30 I bet you had your night nights on about quarter of nine Hey uh, yeah, uh, I, I, We talked about that but uh, uh, On our Wednesday show uh, I interviewed uh, Tim McCarver Do you remember Tim was the yeah, catcher in Philly? Yeah, and we, yeah We had to uh, we had to do the interview at 4 o'clock in the afternoon Because he goes to bed at 7 <laughs> Damn I go at 8 He got me beat <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, yeah, I mean, when I say go to bed, the lights ain't out, but my lights are getting dim. Like, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm sitting here talking, not to get. Per- I got my speedos on right now. I'm glad we're talking because I look kind of weird on a Facetime, but at least we having this conversation. <laughs> I'm normally, I'm normally in the bed by eight, eight thirty. Uh huh. East Coast or West Coast. Can you imagine I'm in West Coast with a you know, Golden Boys office in L.A.? I know y'all know that. Can you imagine L.A. time? I'm in a bed. It's, it's literally like it's 12 o'clock outside. But that is the longevity, fellas. That is the longevity. Yeah, I know what you mean. The longevity of taking yeah. care of my temple. What is my temple? If I'm going to take care of my car, I'm going. To, if I'm going to take care of something that got four wheels on it that I can replace, why would I not take mm-hmm. care of me? Mm-hmm. And that's where my longevity no. came. One of my long, one of my longevities of of, of history, and why I'm here, mm-hmm. not just because of my talent. I'm I'm definitely no fool. My lifestyle had a lot to do with it. My lifestyle, mm-hmm. y'all. My, y'all ain't just start following me. I never had to make weight for a fight. I go to camp no. to get my mind right. People, 90% mm-hmm. of fighters go to camp to get in shape, to lose weight. I go to camp for peace of mind, to get away from the four third cousins I never knew. Everybody wants mm-hmm. tickets. I went away for mm-hmm. mindset, the mind, the, the mind power, not the actually mm-hmm. physically. Like, I didn't go there to lose 40 pounds because I'm fighting two weight classes over my weight class. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas, it's good talking mm-hmm. to y'all, man. Hey. All right, thanks, Rod. We appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, take care, buddy. All right, Bob, you want to lead us out? 
guys. Thank you. Always a pleasure. It was a Thank you uh, for Bernard coming on. Tony, great as always, Frank. Uh, God bless to our listeners, and uh, y'all have a great week. You too. Thank you, brother. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation of the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women Peace and Fire Services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please take the time to let them know you know they're there. It's very important. I'm saying it's right now that... uh, you let them know that you have their, they have your support. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert, <coughs> excuse me, Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Bainger, Patrolman Ye- Jeffrey Yazowitz, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, uh, San Diego Officer Mike Kendler, Lieutenant Mike Kazerba, Newcastle County Police, uh, Patrolman Anafo Crispin, Lakeland PD. Deputy Josh uh, Josh Moyers, uh, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Key Police Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. Special Inspector Vinnie Galaccio, Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Captain Matt, uh, Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artith Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. And until that time, may the roads rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the palm of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.